guys, and welcome to another exciting, I suppose, episode of Convention Confessional. I don't know how exciting this show is for some people, but I mean, I'm having a good time. Hopefully you're having a good time too. We've had some amazing guests on here so far, and I've been thrilled to have each and every one of them. Plenty more to come. I told you, I know pretty much everybody. We've all got a story to tell, and we're going to tell them. So, if you enjoy a good story time, have I got an episode for you today. I'm flying solo today. I think I've harassed my friends more than enough for the last couple of episodes to hook you all in. So now you're just stuck with me today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's going to be a really good episode. I promise. I don't need my friends all the time, even though I miss all of them very much. And again, they have some great stories. More episodes to come. Um, I will be harassing you all soon enough. Don't worry. <laughs> Your time is coming, friends. But today I figured we would talk about those friends that aren't really friends anymore. Uh, I think you would refer to them as the bad roommates at conventions. Yes, we've all had at least one in our lives. I have been fortunate that most of the people that I room with are delightfully wonderful, respectful individuals. Um, and I am still very good friends with all of them. However, there are a few, yes, a few in my life that, uh, just, well, you'll hear all about it, won't you? Let's see, where do I start? I suppose I should start with the least offensive and go into the most offensive. And by least offensive still involves a drunk person. So Ryan and I might've mentioned it. The last time he was on the show, uh, we talked about uh, AAC. Uh, it was a home convention for me at the time when I worked at it. And uh, was one of the first times he and I had roomed together. And this is not about Ryan. Ryan and I are good. Um, this is about someone else that we were friends with at the time. And I don't believe either of us are any longer friends with. But I will leave out names just to be somewhat respectful. Anyways. We were rooming together, had a room together, having a great weekend. And, you know, conventions, you go to panels, you see friends. And um, if you are above a legal age, sometimes not above a legal age, but hopefully above a legal age, uh, you might indulge in a beverage or two that is not Ramune. Um, and on this particular night, I believe it was the Saturday going into the Sunday of the convention. So Saturday night after the masquerade and all that, we're already tired, exhausted, been a long day. Um, we had invited one of our friends to stay in the room with us for the night because we had two beds and I believe it was a pullout sofa or it was one bed and a pullout sofa. I don't really recall the room to be perfectly honest. However, I know there was space enough that he could come and join us. Cause I think he was living in his van in the parking lot, which is still like, you know, one up from sleeping in the lobby of the hotel. Cause y'all know some of you have done it. Lobby con people. Anyways, we uh, took pity upon him. Cause we were like, Hey, you know what? You shouldn't be uh, living in your car out in the parking lot. And if we had told us sooner, we would have invited you to stay with us sooner. 
So we told him what the room number was and we gave him the extra key and we were like, hey, go take a shower, go, you know, get a nap or whatever you need to do. Like, we trust you because, again, we were all friends at the time, whatever. So we go back to the room on Saturday night after masquerade and we're, you know, settling down for the night and uh, the door starts to open. Obviously, it's got to be our friend because he's the only person with a room key and in he walks with a young lady who barely legal if legal um i would say she was definitely might have been 21 but i doubt it definitely wasn't like a child definitely somewhere between 19 and 21 the point is she was trashed like annihilated drunk off her mind now again I'm not a snob about it. It's like, you know what? If you're going to drink, be responsible. Be with people that you trust. Like, don't go too crazy because you don't want to feel like ass in the morning, obviously. Um, But just make sure that you are in a safe situation. That's my PSA. Like, always make sure that you are in a safe situation or able to leave a situation if you do not feel safe in it. Now, this particular person who we were friends with was not... A sketch ball by any means because I would have shut that down real fast. But he still brought a questionably underage, possibly barely above age girl to our room. She had no idea where she was. She had had no idea where she was going. Like he was a bit drunky pants too, but it was like, okay, well, at least you guys came back to the hotel room, I guess. But the poor girl within like 15 minutes of being in the room starts like violently getting ill in our bathroom so obviously she had drank way too much like beyond the point of like a healthy amount of alcohol so i mean being the decent person that i am i go in the bathroom with her while looking at ryan and going uh take care of him because he had something to do with this he had to have had something to do with this like there's no way that he just found this girl like this like he had to be at wherever she was so we've got this poor girl in our bathroom has no idea who either of us are barely making any sense vomiting her brains out and i'm trying to get water into her and everything else while ryan's berating and like giving the third degree to our friend here to find out like where she came from who she was he didn't know he didn't know who she was it's like are you kidding me he just kept saying it was like her his friend or whatever it's like okay again like does she have friends she's with and i don't mean like i don't recall if she had a phone on her and if she did she was like in no shape to use it like it was a mess it was a huge mess and we were just like okay um well like she's in no condition to go anywhere right now i don't feel like running around this convention being like hi you know this drunk girl hi you know this drunk girl because honestly she shouldn't have been going out anywhere in the condition that she was um thankfully it didn't feel like a situation where we had to call like an ambulance or anything for her once she stopped vomiting her brains out uh we got her tucked into the couch bed and by the morning she was gone so was nate they had both left sometime in the night i don't mean i don't know when ryan and i stopped raging about it uh but they definitely like disappeared Although Nate might have stuck around. I know she was definitely gone by the morning. So she must have woken up and been like, oh, God, what happened here? Nothing, by the way, because nothing happened. She passed out. And then we made sure that certain people kept their hands to themselves. So it was like, here, you stay in this bed over here and you stay over there with that one. And 
such a mess, such a messy situation. Don't ever bring drunk people that you don't know back to your hotel room. Okay, first of all. Second of all, don't put your friends in situations where they have to babysit the drunk person that you have brought back to the hotel room and have no idea who they are, so you can't even return them to their friends. That is so dangerous and stupid. And don't be that person. It's sketchy. We don't like it. Okay? (sighs) So at the end of all that, like, he ended up going back out to his car, and I think he just left for the day. I remember Ryan and I getting breakfast and literally sitting there in silence on the floor with the room service breakfast until finally, I think Ryan just looked at me and goes, what the hell just happened? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I I don't know what happened. And again, like, I've got to assume the girl woke up and just found her friends, like knew which room to go back to and everything else the next morning. No one was looking for her. And I was on staff at the time. And if somebody had gone missing and reported it to staff, it would have gone through the entire staff to see if we like had known this girl. So, I mean, also her friends, shame on them, not even like being concerned enough to go look for their friend who disappeared at a convention. Always make sure you look out for your friends. That's the moral of the story. Look out for your friends. Don't let them go off with weird people. (laughs) I say that because I used to be friends with the guy, but he's weird. Don't let them go off with weird people. In the middle of nowhere. Like, who knows where they were from? You don't know the area? Maybe you do know the area. I don't know. That doesn't matter, though. You don't let your friends go off and do weird shit. (laughs) Yes, conventions. I know. But still. Dangerous. Very bad. That's story number one about bad roommates um i don't think i've spoken to him since that happened if i'm being honest and that was at least 12 years ago so yeah we have not spoken since then now story number two is much more interesting (laughs) i mean that one's good but this one is god if there was ever a bad roommate story this is it so i was down at kineticon the first time I ever went to Kineticon and I didn't work at the convention at the time. I believe it was 2008 because the first year I worked at Kineticon was 2009. So 2008, I go down um, to Hartford, Connecticut with some friends because I was like, hey, let's branch out and go to another convention that's not Anime Boston or PortCon or AAC or something in the New England area. And uh, we went down and got a hotel, drove down. And I met up with um, some friends down there because they had all been asking me to like come down to the convention forever. And I finally made it down there. Everything was good. Like I said, I was friends with all the girls that I went with from high school. Uh, we all did like drama club together and band and other different activities together. So it's not like we were all strangers going down there. And you think you like know those people. I mean, you spend at least three to four years in high school with them. Um, after school activities and everything else, like hang out after school. Like you, you think you know a person. You don't. Okay. You don't know a person. So I um, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, I was definitely hanging out with person that brought drunk girl home with him. Um, he was there for the story actually, <laughs> but it's not his fault. This is not a story that ends up being his fault. So there's that. Um, and my friend Bree, uh, we had met up for the first time. Uh, like We'd met at conventions before, but this was the first time actually kind of hanging out. So we had spent the weekend, you know, hanging out together and uh, becoming better friends. And 
I mean, as roommates go, like, we don't all go do the same thing all the time. They had all spread out to go to different events and, um, you know, different activities and stuff going on throughout the convention. Because Kineticon at the time was one of those ones that stayed open until, like, one in the morning to do stuff. So, you know, I mean, I was a little bit older than my friends. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go back up to the room and... The dude that I talked about before and Brie we were like, hey, let's go back to your hotel room. Yep, we'll go up there and uh, we're going to watch Toonami because it was just about to start up. And Toonami starts at like, what? 11, maybe at the time. Yeah, and it runs for like two hours and then it runs into itself again. So it basically repeats itself. So we get upstairs a little bit before 11 o'clock and we turn on the TV and we have Cartoon Network you know, we're sitting there in the room, like watching TV, just kind of decompressing from the day. And you hear the key card get used in the door to the room. And I mean, it could be anybody. I mean, I had four roommates. So it's like, oh, okay, someone's back. And in walks one of my friends. And behind her is like this six foot four big guy, like huge no idea who he is. No idea. Never seen him before. Aggressively large man. And 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 my friend, she might have been like five, 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 I think. Skinny little twig of a thing. And she's just like, oh, hi, guys. And we're like, hi, what's going on? And she's like, nothing. And they proceed to go into the bathroom to the room together. And the other, the rest of us, we, we kind of look at each other and we're like, why, why are they going, what's going, why are they in the bathroom? And the door is closed and the shower starts up. And I kind of look at Brian and I go, oh my God, they're going to fucking have sex in our bathroom. And they did a lot, um, a lot. So the shower goes on for a while turns off hear stuff moving around aggressively in the bathroom sink goes on turns off toilet flushes sink goes on toilet flushes and it's like it was like this weird sequence of like everything in the bathroom like they must have gotten in and out of the shower at least three or four times and i mean it was it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, but Katie, why did you stay in the room so long if you knew that they were having sex in the bathroom? Well, the reason was, dear listener, if we left the room, they might have had sex on one or both of the beds. Like, I think they were expecting to come up to a hotel room that was empty and just fornicate all over the place because they certainly did all over that bathroom. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I need to leave this room and not be listening to this. But at the same time, if I leave, I will never be able to touch another surface in this place again. So I'm not leaving because if I do, I'm going to sleep in a sex bed tonight. Okay, great. So, (laughs) so, Bree didn't have to stay and neither did this other guy, but they did, I think, more because they were just as invested in how long this was going to go on for as I was. And Toonami started at 11 o'clock, just about before they arrived. And at, 
one in the morning when Toonami restarted itself or two, whenever it restarts itself, they were still in there. Like they spent at least three hours in that bathroom and like all over the place. Like again, like sinks going off and toilets going off and showers going off and you can hear things and we're trying not to laugh in the other room, but we're also trying not to pay attention to it. But of course it's hard when you know that there's like two people in there, like getting it on. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there more concerned about my poor friend. Cause again, I was just like, my God, like how are they going this long one, but two, like, He's going to break her in half. I'm going to like, he's going to like flee the scene and we're going to have like a crumpled up body of a person in this bathroom, which was not the case somehow shockingly. So finally the rest of my roommates come back to the room and they see us all mortified sitting on the beds watching like the second round of Toonami. And they're like, what are you guys doing? And my friend goes to touch the bathroom door and I'm like, you can't. So-and-so's in there. And with a guy and they've been in there for hours. <laughs> and they're like looking at me like I am a crazy person. And finally, like one of my other friends, she's just like, well, I need to use the bathroom. And she like slams her hand on the door and she's like, hey, other people have got to use this bathroom too. And no joke, within like 30 seconds, the two of them were dressed and like giggling and like on their way out of the room and they left. You could not have paid me enough money. Like there's not enough money in print in the world for me to have wanted to use that bathroom again after they had been all over it. Like, no, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. nope. Mm -mm. Like it, too early in the morning. You can't even call like maid service to come up to like wash it down. And by wash it down, I mean like completely hose it. <laughs> I remember, I think Bree's, like, roommates or whatever, they were either on the floor that we were on or, like, two floors down or something. But I definitely left after my roommates came back to go use that bathroom because I was like, I will not use this bathroom. You guys have no idea <laughs> what has been going on for the last, like, three hours. No. And like, again, the next morning, like, that, it was one of those days, like, I'm not one of those people that I shower every day at a convention just because, like, I need to shower every day um and that was probably the first and only time at a convention that i did not shower before i went downstairs because i just nothing nothing could have made me want to use that bathroom again and and the thing was too is she didn't come back like she left for the night with this guy and then everybody just goes to bed and we wake up the next morning and she finally decides to roll back because we have to like get out of the hotel room and we're just like what is wrong with you like, why would you just, like, go off with this random stranger person and, like, do that and, like, in our bathroom, no less? And then, like, I guess later on in the weekend, too, we come to find out, was, like, there was this guy that would go to conventions. And if any of my older friends are listening to this, I think they know exactly who I'm talking about. But he was, like, the dark magician. Like, that's what he cosplayed. Every single convention, you would see him with another girl who was like the magic, like whatever the girl version of it was, like the light magician. I don't remember. Yu-Gi-Oh! is a long time ago, but he always had a different girl in this costume. And on that Sunday, after everything that happened, he was wandering around with her in that costume. And I have no doubt in my mind that the two of them also had something going on that weekend. So basically, I just like, went to a convention with my friend so that she could be a wicked hoe the entire weekend. And to this day, 
I don't really talk to her anymore. And whenever I see her, I kind of, I'm just like, that's all I can think about is you spent three hours in a bathroom at a convention with some random stranger and could have died. (laughs) I like to think that I saved her by staying in the room also. Like it wasn't just about them possibly fucking all over the beds in the room, but also like kind of being a moral support (laughs) i guess that's like the only way i can think to phrase it i don't know she's not dead and i feel like that is because of me so if she's listening to this and i doubt she will but someday she might come across it if someone shares it with her you're welcome that you're not dead don't ever do that again i think she's married now i don't even know the point is don't be that person either like (laughs) my god don't be that person either don't go and like bring random strangers back to a hotel room that you are sharing with people and do it all over every surface that you can get your hands on. That's, that's gross. Get your own hotel room if that's what you plan to do with your weekend. Honestly, like if you don't plan on going to the convention and you just want to like have sex everywhere, like, (sighs) okay, but that's it. That's uh, that's my two terrible roommate convention stories um all true all still as horrifying as i remember them now that i've said them out loud again uh yeah basically moral of the story is don't be that person all right well uh, that's it for this week's episode um i hope you've enjoyed story time as much as i've enjoyed telling it i definitely have to go bleach my brain to try to not relive those memories again um it's the portion of the show when we promote stuff uh usually i have my guests come on and promote a project or some website that they have uh, near and dear to their hearts and honestly this week i don't really know what to promote um oh wait yes i do uh let's promote calling our congress people and uh getting guns under control huh jesus christ poor like asian community Uh, getting torn apart by that shooting a few weeks ago and now boulder colorado and that shooting there's no need for people to have weapons like that and we need to write and talk to our congressmen and senators and get something done about it i mean god kids are dying everything else the world we're living in right now is just abysmal as it is and adding gun violence to it is just ridiculous we need to do something about it so um on my website i am going to link to um how to get a hold of your senator and your congressperson and i highly encourage everybody to get out there and email or call and leave a message and have them you know do their damn job it's about time you know it's about time something gets done enough people have died because of people just not doing their job so that's that. Um, thanks you guys. Thanks for listening. And, uh, we will see you on the next episode. Bye.